Welcome to Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver. And our special guest today is Kathy Roos, Senior Fellow and Director of Human Dignity for the Family Research Council. And what we're going to be talking about today is anything but human dignity. It's probably human indignity and what's going on in our schools. So, uh, Kathy, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about the Family Research Council and what you're doing for them before we get into the, the meat and potatoes? Sure. Um, Family Research Council is a research and advocacy organization that has been around for, gosh, now over 30 years in Washington, D.C., and um, we focus on uh, family, faith, and freedom, um, or to say it another way, religious liberty, pro-life, and marriage and human sexuality. Those are the areas that we focus on at a national level, but also we support efforts in the state's policymaking efforts um, in those areas. Hot button issues. <laughs> yes. Always. Well, and unfortunately, you have way too much work in front yeah, of you, right? Yeah, way too much work. Yes. <laughs> So, I mean, really, you've written a couple articles this summer that I think just really kind of hit the nail on the head. Uh, the one on uh, polyamory, which is for preteens and public schools, and then the other one is uh, the new protected sexual minority. Um, and it seems like the the link between the two is this quack organization called the American yeah. Psychological Association. Right. They're crazy. <laughs> they are crazy at the Amer well, I let's be I want to be careful. There are there are activists within the American Psychological Association that are really pushing a pretty radical, crazy agenda. Um and um it is the 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 top or the largest uh, professional organization for psychologists in the United States. And um but the important thing to remember as we talk about the APA is that the member psychologists don't get to vote on these things. The people that decide these crazy new policies are these little task force task forces that um, work within, and they just they just do what they want. So this is not reflect. I don't mean to reflect badly on psychologists in in the United States because they're not voting on this. It's these crazies that are running the running the show. So basically, the APA has been hijacked by by some loons. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm a lawyer. I'm a member. I was a member of the American Bar Association until that went totally crazy and pro-abortion, and so I quit. And um, I know that there are other parallel organizations. There's a Catholic Bar Association. I have actually, I should look join them sometime. I'm Catholic, um, but I haven't. I just haven't looked into it. But I, I made a big you know, stink in a letter when I when I quit the ABA. But so I, I'm sure after what we're what's being revealed to us that we're going to have some psychologists that'll say no thanks, I'm not paying my dues to you guys anymore. But yes, well, I hope it there'll is, be it more is, than a few. Yeah. But yes, right, right. And so I mean, I think um, you know you were talking about these task force. I mean, one of the ones you mentioned uh, is the LGBT consensual non monogamy task force. Now, I don't know how you even come up with thinking about this, but you you mentioned, and, I, and you know, I've listened to some of your talks online, and, you know, one of the lines I really liked in, in what this article in particular was using kids as lab rats. Can you kind of talk about what what are they doing to our kids, in the, at least the public schools, and, and, you know, they'd like to do more if they could get into the private? Right. Um, well, it's... 
it, it's interesting. As I was researching and dug deeper, I wrote a fir the first article, and then I was I was contacted by so many people, I had to write a follow-up. Well, it was a teacher, a public school teacher in California, who discovered this crazy task force. And she was trying to prepare for the fall, um, starting um, with her lesson plans, and she mm -hmm. came across a word that she didn't uh, recognize, and the word was polyamory. And that was in the mandate uh, for public school teachers to teach children in public schools. So she went to look it up and it led her to the APA's task force. And um, so she really was kind of the, the one to discover this. And then we've been trying to expose it ever since we learned from her. But so this task force is trying to basically reduce any stigma on uh, non-monogamous relationships, which we would otherwise we might think of as adulterous relationships. Right. Um, so, like holding up non-monogamy on par with monogamy um, in a relationship, and this is just making all kinds of excuses. And it's not just some of the words that are used in the task force to describe what they're trying to sort of normalize and push for acceptance is um, sexual anarchy, um, uh, swinging. Which, uh, you know, older timers remember as swapping spouses for right. a night. I mean, it's right. awful stuff. And they're trying to say that this is, they're, they're, they're pushing it as healthy, they're pushing it as ethical, and they're pushing it on as on par with any other relationship like marriage. Okay? So this is what, this is what they're doing. And they're trying to even create a special legal class of these people so that they would have a legal identity that then they could push for special benefits in the law and anti-discrimination discrimination policies and all these things. So they're going whole hog for um, swingers and adulterers and sexual anarchists from the APA's task force. So they're trying to destroy families, and what they're trying to do is get indoctrinate children, right? As young as 12 years old, this is part of their lesson plan. Right. Thank you for bringing me back to that. Yes, this, the teacher was looking at a lesson plan um, and in the lesson plan for 12-year-olds in California forces teachers, this is sex ed, forces teachers to use the term partners because the mandate says that terms like boyfriend and girlfriend are discriminatory because some 12-year-olds may be non-monogamous. You know, God forbid we speak of spouse or husband or wife. That's that's long gone. Right. But now the, the teachers are said you must not use boyfriend or girlfriend. You have to use the plural partners because we may have non-monogamous polyamorous relationships in from these young teens it's it's stomach churning really yeah i mean the 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 evil thoughts of of of, of just living lifestyles like they're trying to promote and then indoctrinate children uh, I mean, the, the bad, the good thing for them is, right? This is this is a way to change things for generations to come. When you indoctrinate children and, and teach them things that are wrong, and parents are going along with this, or aren't even aware that it's going on, and it's happening. You know, you're, you mentioned in Northern Virginia. A lot of times we think, wow, this is only a California thing, but we're seeing crazy stuff here in Colorado. I mean, it's all over, right? They're yes. trying, this is a national it's all over. Plan. Texas, Texas, of all places, is really being hit. No, and, the, and we speak about them using kids as lab rats. Well, we got this right from the horse's mouth. Uh, there's a group called GLSEN, which is the Gay and Lesbian Education um, 
society. Um, they're, um, you know, they're in with the Human Rights Watch and um, ACLU. They're all buddies, and mm -hmm. they are going into schools. And they um, they admitted last year to the Washington Post that they are treating California kids, or California schools and Northern Virginia schools as their laboratories for transgender policies um, and also L the rest of the LGBT policies. So, so they speak about these schools as laboratories, and so that's why we say that makes the kids the lab rats. But you're absolutely right. It's in Arizona. It's Connecticut. It's Ohio. It's, it's everywhere. It's, becoming every it's coming to a school near you, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the plan, right? And, and what we do is outlaw speech that, that would go against what they say because they have really nothing on their side, right? We have faith, logic, reason, science, everything on our side. All they have is lies. But somehow, because people are too afraid to stand up to it, and we've seen it here in Colorado. We had uh, a deacon who's also a plastic surgeon come in and speak last year. He's actually coming in again this year. Uh, speak on transgender and you know, the medicine and all that stuff behind it. Good, and I had right. parents, I had parents coming up to me whose kids are in Catholic schools, saying, "You know what? We don't know how to speak about this, so we don't say anything." And you're right. like, "Oh my gosh!" But that's right. Yeah. When we say nothing, this is what happens. Well, and when I'm asked, you know, what can we do? What can we do? The most important, the first thing everybody should do is really arm themselves with the facts and you don't need to you don't need to know a whole lot you need you need a couple important facts and then you need to be brave and those facts are that 98% of boys who might experience um sex confusion and up to 88% of girls they will resolve that confusion they will embrace their their physical biology if they're allowed to go through puberty so puberty that awful period, if they are allowed to go through puberty, that will cure this confusion in almost all these kids. I mean, it's a small, it's a small um, percentage of kids. It used to be a small percentage. But the problem is parents are immediately told you must affirm, affirm, affirm. Affirm that your son is really a girl. Dress your little girl in boy's clothes. Give him a boy's name. Affirm, affirm, affirm. Otherwise, you're a bad parent. And in fact... What they, what all of these groups do, talk about bullies, these are the bullies. They're bullying scared kids, but also the parents who are scared to death. They say, if you do not do these things, affirm and then push the kid down the path to hormones and then ultimately surgery, then you are going to end up with a dead child. If you do not affirm, your child will commit suicide. And what they say to these parents is, better a transgender daughter than a dead son. Well, that but is they don't tell you about blackmail. The, and they don't tell you about the suicide rates after the surgeries that are 20 times higher right. than the national average. And exactly, you know, I, and that's think, the other fact. So those are the yeah. two important things to arm people with, really. Well, and there was, you know, just recently there was uh, two moms uh, that were doing a, a radio show out in California, and they were talking about young children, five-year-olds, because they've been, and this is how young they're they're talking to them about yep. the transgender movement that they're afraid to touch their sister's clothing because it, they think, based on what oh. they've heard in school, that now they, they may now become a girl. Oh, gosh. Right. I mean, think, think, of the, think of what goes on in a five-year-old's head when we're filling them with this kind of stuff. Well, it's psychological child abuse, and yes. the National College of Pediatricians calls it that. They're the good guys. They, they were an organization formed after the, the bad guys went crazy, which is the American um, Academy of Pediatricians, who supports all this stuff. It's child abuse. It's absolutely 
Um, and the more and more stories that come like this, it breaks your heart. Um, and we have parents and grandparents writing um, to, there's one reporter in particular, Brandon Showalter at the Christian Post, who's really kind of almost the lead investigative guy on this. And he's really opening up um, and, and making public these stories, just like the one you just told, that heartbreaking, but people need to hear that because, I don't know, it's 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 easier than it should be to be bullied by these groups um, inside and out of the medical profession. There are plenty of bullies inside the medical profession as well. Well, and the deal is, I, I guess, in the end, right, if you're not going to stand up and fight for your children, who are you going to fight for, right? I mean, they're the right. gifts that have been given us, and, you know, we're supposed to help them get to heaven. And if we're going to let bullies overtake us when you're right right it's it's psychological child abuse it's chemical castration when they when they go through these puberty blocking drugs and cross-sex hormones all these things if we can't stand up for our kids i mean who are we going to stand up for are you seeing parents because i know you're doing a great job of bringing attention to this are you seeing parents finally waking up well, there are. There are. Um, I am. They're waking up too slowly for my taste. Um, they are too trusting of <laughs> Throw their public schools. Throw a cold bucket schools. of water and, on them. Gosh, I mean, in, just in speaking about Catholics, in, in Fairfax County, 40% of Catholic kids go to these public schools, and we're mm-hmm. we've got one of the worst. You know, so there's a lot of public school, and of course, it affects all of us because the the kids in public schools today are the college professors of tomorrow, and the mm-hmm. mayors and presidents and everything else. So it it all affect it affects us no matter what. I mean, our kids are not in the public schools, but we're fighting like heck to try to protect these poor kids and really rescue them from from this kind of stuff. Um, sorry, I forgot your question. Did you have a question or? No, no, you answered the question. It's like, how do we, are, are you seeing parents waking up? Oh, yes, I am, yeah. I am. They are waking up, yeah. I mean, and there there are parents of teens who have experienced what's known as rapid onset gender dysphoria. Oh, yeah. And they are banding together and making and helping their teens through it to accept their physical biology. And then the teens are getting online and kind of saying, this is what it felt like. This is what I persuaded, but now I know the truth. And so kind of a teen peer-to-peer help is, is out there. You can find all kinds of things. Well, you can find horrible things online, and that's largely um, responsible for some of the rapid onset confusion. Um, there was a study by Dr. Uh, Lisa Littman in, um, from Brown University, and she talked about the overwhelming uh, it, Um, burden on teens of um, social media and peer pressure in this area. So you you can't just send your teen online and say, go find the good resources, but but they are there to be found. Um, And we'll see more and more. And of course, the sports, uh, the world of sports is now waking up to what's happening to um, women and girls um, when they are um, forced to compete against biological males. And it's, um, they're starting to speak up. So these are all good Good things that are happening, um, but it is um, it is um, it, it's a very dark. It's a it is a spiritual battle. I'm, I'm tripping oh, over absolutely. my words because I've been in absolutely. I've been in the pro life movement for 30 years, mm-hmm. and that's a, of course a spiritual battle. I've never seen anything like what we're involved in now. It is so dark. It is diabolical. These are like child snatchers. I mean, they are trying to convince kids that if their parents don't, and this is on the issue of transgenderism in particular, if their parents don't affirm them, then they're in an abusive household, and hey, we'll help you find another place to live. Oh, yeah, you see story after story on that. Yes, right. 
Right. They're body snatchers and they're mind snatchers with the psychological abuse. So um, it's never too late to become an activist. Um, one of my favorite activists is the activist Mommy. On You can find her online, Elizabeth Johnston. And what I like about Elizabeth is that, well, she's a homeschooling mom of 10, um, and she finds success where others see only, you know, um, defeat. And right. she posts when you know around the country she'll in, she'll encounter parents who are winning these fights and then she'll talk about them and what this is what these parents did you can do this too you know what i mean so it's a nice place to go to say oh okay we can beat the drag queen story hour down at the library and this is how these people did it let's try um so i really encourage people to visit the activist mommy yeah well that's a, a good resource and you bring up the you know the drag queen story time they i mean here in Colorado, we had drag queens coming for career day. So not only are they reading books, now they can tell you this is, this is a viable career for you. And this was at a public school just north of uh, Denver. I can't even wrap my brain around that one. No. <laughs> career. No, I mean, just, right. just when you think you've heard it all, you hear something else. I mean, you know, we think, you know, suicide rates are up, drug use is up. If we think that's not going to continue to soar when we fill our kids' heads full of lies so that they don't even know reality anymore. We're we're living in fantasy land. Well, and and when you and when you just when you turn in the opposite direction and you think about what we what we believe mm-hmm. that we believe we were created by a loving father who created us in his own image, male and female, that every person is born in exactly the right body. That's what we believe. I mean, what a beautiful truth. And that is you know, that's considered hate speech today. But that's the truth we have to keep telling. And we have to tell it and tell it and tell it. And to tell that, to, to deny our human nature is, is to reject our human dignity and it's ultimately to reject God. I right. think that all of this is, um, it is a, it's an attack on our religious beliefs and on our conscience. It's not just really, really bad, horrible policy. But, but it, when we are, you know, because we are not asked just to observe this. We're all asked to participate in this. We're, we're, they're trying to force us, they, you know, the schools and right. elsewhere, are trying to force us to, you know, adopt male pronouns for female people. And that's, that's a violation of our religious freedom. I mean, and we've got to stand up and treat it that way because that makes us deny God and his creation, and we can't do that. Well, and in the um, end, we're, we're living a lie, right? I mean, if we right. buy into that culture, we're living lies. And, you know, how happy is anybody who lives a lie? Because it just leads you down such a dark path that in the end, you don't even know how you got to where you got to. All you know is it's where you don't want to be. Right. It's enslaving. And it's, you know, we, we have to remember also, you know, these people, many of them are ve- are enslaved to this. Um, and they are... They've got a long way to go to to climb back out. Um, you know, one thing I, I try to remember to say when I get an opportunity is that um, using uh, truthful language, like using the word sex when referring to the biological reality of the physical nature of male and female, that's really, really important. We should almost never use the word gender when we meet sex. Um, when we mean sex. My uh, friend Stella Morabito, who has a history... Um, in um, fighting Soviet propaganda, she has come out at this gender word with all guns blazing. She says gender is a poisoned and weaponized word that's been used to legally desex and dehumanize all of us. 
And I think she's 100% right. So uh, consider that. I mean, gender can be used when you're conjugating a verb in French, but gender should not be used to speak about anybody's identity. We are male or female. Well, in the end, we have to play on our playing field, right? When we when we start using their terms, then they're sucking yes. us in right right where they want us, and we're, you know, fat, dumb, and happy. Don't even realize what the heck's going on. Yes, yes, right. Um, and uh, there are many ways we can. I mean, to me, that's the most important uh, word choice that we need to try to to use. And I find myself flipping as well. Um, but, and I don't even think everybody's on, everybody um, on sort of our side of this issue agrees with me that the gender is such a poisonous word, but um, I've come to believe that. But um, yes, we have to try to fight on our own terms as much as we can. And, you know, one of the most powerful allies that we have in this are the radical feminists of all people. Yeah. Not all of them, but a growing cohort of radical, and this is their what they call themselves, I'm not labeling them, radical right, feminists, right, right. see this whole thing as the erasure of women and the ultimate victory of patriarchy. Because if any man can be a woman, then nobody's really a woman, and it's the erasure of women. If we are not allowed to say pregnant woman, if we have to say pregnant person, we are literally erasing woman. And um, it's been kind of surreal to be in meet. I've been in meetings now with radical feminists. I've... Um, um, you know, they, they're in my orbit in in a way that they hadn't been in the past. Um, well, you never would have dreamed they would have been. <laughs> no, no, because on the abortion issue, of course, we're really, except for feminists for life, and they're they're right. kind of their own creature. Uh, you know, so it's been. Um, so I I um, encourage people if you're if you're standing up to your school board, if you're standing up um, anywhere at your place of work, you make the feminist arguments against this. And it's gonna it's gonna reach people faster than you know, scripture. I hate to say, but you know what I mean. You know, you you're gonna meet people where they are. And these these feminist arguments seem to um, to um, have legs, as they say. I guess. Well, the that, and that's really like the beauty of the side that we're on. I mean, obviously we have the faith on our side, but we can use logic and science, right? We can use everyday language yes. to defend this. You don't have to be a moral theologian. Matter of fact. You're probably better off if you're not because you're going to speak to people in language they understand that just makes sense. This is crazy. You cannot change biology no matter how much you you know you want to in your mind. Well, even even the even the the um scientific fact that sex change is biological and biologically impossible. I just uttered hate speech, but it's absolutely true. 100 million body cells, each one determines our sex. There's no surgery that can change 100 million body cells. Every cell of the body contains identical copies of the person's of a person's sex chromosomes. Yep. And uh it's it's just science. It's just it happens to be science. <laughs> I ran into a teacher the other day who was saying that they she just got the indoctrination on. She's a science she's a science teacher right. on what she could or couldn't say in biology class and I'm like, "Oh, we've got to have a con- I got I want to write all that down and write that up. I can't <laughs> wait to hear what they're saying that the science teachers no longer no longer allowed to teach, right? Yeah, we've got we've got it all on our side. Um we just don't sometimes have the loudest meg mega or whatever, bully pulpit, but um, but we have to. That's why it's so important that um, everywhere we get a chance, we you know we we know we know a couple of key facts and we um, speak speak the right language in love 
and well, we pray and for these people, but, of course. Right. And, but in the end, right, we need to protect our children, right? And if you, right. if that's why, right. I mean, because just think about it. They indoctrinate children. I mean, it's going to take generations to get back to reality because you're going to be dealing, as you mentioned before, right, these kids are going to be the new politicians, the new professors. I mean, it's going to keep perpetuating itself unless we stand up and say, look, this is enough. And parents need to realize this is going on in all kinds of schools. I just heard, uh, you know what, that the issue on transgenders happened in several Catholic schools. Now, they've handled it appropriately, but already here, yeah. just this last year here in Denver, it's, it, it, it's happening everywhere. We cannot be an ostrich and put our head in the sand. No, um, and I just um, uh, heard for the first time of um, Dante, Dante's um, The Hottest Place in Hell is for people in times of moral crisis um, who remain neutral. <laughs> we can't remain neutral no. um, on no, this. It, they are it, com- I mean, neutral, it doesn't matter if your them. kids are not. Well, right. You, you, it doesn't matter if your kids aren't in the public school or if you don't have kids or if you're grandparents at this point and you don't have little kids. None of that stuff matters because this stuff, look, they, they are revolutionizing. They're, they are revolutionaries, and they're pointing the, the tip of their spear at the weakest point in our culture, and that is our little kids, our right. little, innocent, impressionable kids. And that is where they're using to come in with this. But it's, it's a long-term plan. I mean, it is meant to direct the future of the culture. They're not just interested in kids it's just they're the soft targets um and we've got to protect them we've got to protect them and we've got to rescue them and my friend mary heberstadt wrote the book get out now and trying saying that, that parents have to pull their kids Actually, out of I've, re- I've read that book excellent book you, for people yes to read. excellent book um you know it's i i i hesitate you know it's difficult to say it's difficult to say but i understand why she wrote that book and i certainly share her views on that um and like i said our own kids wouldn't wouldn't get close to um public schools here but um a lot of a lot of people are trapped and we need to help them we can't abandon them either um because it means what it means for them but also it means for the culture and the future yeah it's it's just insanity but i can't believe we're we're less than a minute in and and we probably barely scratched the surface. I think the message is, look, parents, you need to stand up. You need to educate yourself and defend this. How can people follow you, Kathy, to find out what you're writing and what you're up to? Well, please come to uh, our website at Family Research Council. It is frc.org, frc.org. Uh, my colleague Peter Sprigg has a p- publication on the um, transgender ideology for parents um, uh, fighting it. You know, it's, There's some good resources there. Um, and uh, I hope um, I hope you'll continue to uh, call me back. I'd love to come back on again when the APA or somebody else does something crazy. We can talk about <laughs> that it. Might, that might be tomorrow. Be careful what you ask for. Right, <laughs> right exactly. <laughs> well, thank you for the fight that you're putting up, and this has just been a great conversation. And hopefully parents are educated because they need to actually stand up and, and defend this stuff. 